We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. In the 2022 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchison, defensive end, Michigan. Jared Goff winds up. Touchdown, Detroit. Josh Reynolds. Comes the blitz down the middle and on the fly. Jamison Williams, extra speed on the gas and gone. Touchdown. Yo, what is going on guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 281 on the Blue Warrior Network. I am your host Tyler, joined by my two guys, as always, Mr. Malcolm Hart. Here, boys, how we feeling? One of the first off-season official pods. Feeling good, bro. Direction of the team, bright future. Malcolm, what's up with you, bro? Woo! What is going on, my guys? It feels like it's been forever, but in reality, it's only been a week. Oh, man, you know what? I'm excited. You know, we got off-season stuff to talk about, some free agents. I'm excited. Let's go, man. Yeah, and we got the good news last week that Ben Johnson's returning as the offensive coordinator. We recorded a whole emergency live spaces on that. That's on the feed if you guys want to go check that out. But... Yeah, um, so in this episode, we're going to go through all the Lions' unrestricted free agents, and basically we're just going to say yay, nay, and we'll bring in some real realistic to it. Like if, if we think this is realistic, they can bring them back, or um, we're going to talk about them all. We're going to go in order of every single player that's an unrestricted free agent. So if you guys want to just get right into it, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, so let's start off with, I think, a kind of a controversy one because this is, I think, the one that is kind of interesting if you are going to bring him back, if you're not going to bring him back. That is wide receiver DJ Chark. Played one year with the team, signed a one-year $10 million contract with the team last year, played in 11 games, started in 10. I'll start off with you, Pierre. How are you feeling about bringing back DJ Chark, and is this realistic? I'd bring back DJ Chark, but realistic, I don't necessarily think so. Just because you look at the wide receiver market in terms of free agents, there's not a lot out there. There are not guys who are 6'4 that run like 4'3 speed, and that's what he is. So I think he's going to be in demand. And also the receiver market is kind of weak. And the draft also is not as deep as it's normally been, in my opinion. So 
I think DJ Chark could potentially get the bag. But again, the like you mentioned, the durability issues with him and all that. So we'll see what happens. I'd bring him back, but I don't think he'll come back. That's fair. Yeah, and I'm kind of in that same boat right now with DJ Chark. I would love to bring him back. I think there's some unfinished business there right now with Jared Goff because we saw that connection starting to really build up towards that middle half of the season because he got hurt early on in the year, missed a good amount of time, came back, wasn't a huge factor, was a little off with Goff. But then we saw, I would say, probably after Thanksgiving, once we started to approach December, we saw that connection with Goff really start to click. And I think a uh, receiving core with Amon Ross, St. Brown, DJ Chark, and now you got Jamison Williams that's going to be a full goal next year with a full offseason. I think that could be a really, really fun wide receiver core. But I just mentioned the name of Jamison Williams. I think they would work together, right? But if you don't get the logistics of the contract right where you can't work out a, a reasonable deal, I don't think it would be a huge loss if they were to not bring back DJ Chark. But best case scenario, I would love to bring back DJ Chark. Like I said, I think there's some unfinished business. But I'm not necessarily mad or disappointed if they can't get the logistics done. And kind of like what Peter mentioned, the receiver market's not great right now. So there is a potential that he could get a bigger payday than Brad Holmes and the Lions are willing to give. But like we said with durability, maybe teams are scared of that and they don't want to give them the payday. So I think this one's going to be a really interesting decision. Like I said, ideally bring them back. But if not, it is what it is. I'm not too disappointed. What about you, Malcolm? All right. So with DJ Shark, I honestly feel like, you know, well, personally, I want him to come back. Um, like you said, I think there's a lot of unfinished business. Um, do I think he'll come back? I honestly do think he would come back to Detroit. I think he actually would come back to Detroit. Now, will I be shocked if he pulled a Jalen Reeves Maven type move and, you know, takes that ex- takes some money because another team is offerable money? Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if that happens either. But I'm going to tell you why um, I think he does come back. I mean, I think looking at this offense and look at what he's done last year, looking at 30 catches, 500 yards, three touchdowns, that's not going to really warrant that much team interest of him being a number one receiver. Now you look at you look at a team that need receivers. Yeah, a lot of teams need receivers, but can you count on DJ Shark to play and be your number one for the entire year? I don't think a lot of teams are gonna be too confident. I mean there's other guys out there. There's Juju Juju Smith Schuster's out there. Um Jacoby Myers is out there. Who is probably more war was more, I would say, uh reliable health wise to, to play than than DJ Shark. And I think a big factor with him staying um, you know, when he first came to Detroit, I think his plan was to just come to Detroit, ball out, get his bag somewhere else. I think that was the plan. But I think now that he's been in Detroit, been with his coaching staff, been with the guys in the locker room, I think he honestly felt like he could win here. And I think this is the reason why, I mean, looking at Ben Johnson, I think that's another key as well. Ben Johnson came, I think Ben Johnson came back for a reason. Like he's, I think Ben Johnson looking at the team like, look, we have a trio of receivers. And I could do something special, especially with Jamal getting healthy. We could add Shark and, and uh, Mar Rossi Brown in the middle. I mean, this is going to be dangerous. So I honestly feel like because of the chemistry they have, I think he does take less money to stay in Detroit. I could see a deal, uh, a simple deal like three years, $30 million. Um, Something as simple as that, 10, year, 10, 10, uh, 10 million a year. And he stays in Detroit. He could probably take less money to stay here. Now, like I said, would I be shocked if another team went crazy and offered him $15, 16000000 
Go, go get your money, guy. <laughs> because um, honestly, with his production in the past few years, it's not he's not worth it. You don't, don't know what you can get for him. I'll say this, though. You mentioned those guys. He has something those guys don't have, and that's vertical speed, uh, you know, taking the top off at defense speed. And teams right now, obviously, if you look at the NFL, the, game, the name of the game right now is speed. Like just today's NFL. Deep threat makes your offense a lot more potent, a lot more harder to defend. So, um, what is, we'll see what, what happens. Gonna, what is that going to do if you only play six games? Bro, we've seen teams do stupid stuff in free agency every year. Like, I yeah, wouldn't be shocked it, if some teams... Be, like I said, it, it would be a super move. I mean, you're going to pay him to be your, you know, to come in to be your wide receiver. Like, Detroit situation right now is perfect for him. He's not a wide receiver one. He's not going to be a wide receiver two. He's being looking at like a wide receiver three. So, I mean, his situation is perfect. He probably doesn't have to play. You know, he's limited pretty much. He doesn't have to play every down. Now, if you want to go out and play him, pay him wide receiver one money, yeah, like you said, your you, lot of teams do some, they do stupid stuff in the offseason. This will be a stupid move because he had to show that he can stay healthy. So, I mean, if another team does it, kudos to them. Pay him the money. Let him get his bag. Let him be your number one receiver. I just don't, I just, I don't know if he'll value that over chemistry and winning. What's what's wide receiver three money though? Like you're willing to pay wide receiver three ten million a year? Yeah, in the right offense, yeah. I would say the only thing that gives you that flexibility to do something like that potentially is that you do have two rookie wide receivers on rookie contracts right now, or not, not rookie yeah. receivers, but rookie contract receivers with Amon Ross, St. Yeah, Brown, absolutely. and James right. Williams. So you have a little more leeway to pay a wide receiver three hypothetically on a shorter term deal because. I'm Rossi and Brown's not going to get paid until not this offseason, but probably the next offseason. And then Jameson Williams, you know, he he's going to have four more years because you have the fifth year option as well. And we'll see what the production is. But like, you don't have to worry about that anytime in the near future. Yeah. Yeah. But like, Raymond's already making like a decent amount of money. And then Reynolds also making a decent amount of money. I feel like Chark, honestly, he's kind of expandable. Like, I want him to come back. But I don't know if there's necessarily like if you fear paying him, but I don't I don't think there's necessarily room for him right now. If that makes sense, like yeah. from a salary standpoint, because you still have to pay. Don't forget, you got to pay Sewell coming up. You got to pay Jonah Jackson's probably going to get paid this off season. He's probably going to be paid like a top three guard or top five guard somewhere around there. He's going to get big money. Um, Jerry Goff is already making a lot of money. You can't pay everyone, and also you got that defense. I'd rather spend that twelve million. Like I like Chark. I'd rather spend that twelve million on a defensive player than a wide receiver, if that makes sense. That's fair. And we're not gonna or do that in this episode, but in no, future right. episodes when we're breaking down other teams' free agents, you could use that money you're using towards DJ Chark hypothetically to another player, right? Like whoever that might be, like right. Deron Payne. Like that's just an example, right? Like you could use some of that salary towards another player and that's a good point so i mean we'll see I, I like that you bring up the point that they have reynolds there already i think he is a guy who could be a wide receiver three he's just very reliable dependent player and then khalif raymond was just the guy we saw towards the end of the year um you know just be a good weapon for golf not necessarily be a one or two or even a three but like you could have him in certain situations certain certain packages and um i, I think that's fine so i i'm okay either way if they bring back Chark or not i think the money just has to be right and yeah. then Raymond also a second and receiving guards uh, with the Lions. With the Lions, so yeah. That's, you know, and, and you're already paying him a good amount of money. Mm-hmm. So he's not going anywhere because he's one of the best returners uh, in the league. So he was an all-pro returner. So he's not going anywhere. 
Um, Reynolds and Goff have that connection. I don't think Reynolds is going anywhere right now. So it's hard to like just pay everyone. You're right. I mean, if Chark is willing to take class to, to come back, I'm all for it. But like, why would he? He's 26 years old. The market is, you know, the market is what it is right now. It's not good. Dude, go get the bag. That's what I would tell him, honestly. Go get the bag. Like, find a fit and get the bag. Pierre, let me ask you a question. If you were a – what team needs a quarterback right now? Oh, a receiver right now. Say New England Patriots or the Giants. Oh, Patriots. So, say, say you're a GM for New England Patriots. Will you bring in Shark and pay him $16 million, $15 million? No, I don't think that, but I pay him maybe 12 You pay him 12 Yeah. I mean, we weren't willing to do it last year. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and it's, even it's, it's, it's a little different because you know now you you're going to New England, you're paying him to be your CB your your wide receiver one. Ah, uh, twelve. I mean, I don't know. Uh, it it depends. Like, I, I need a deep threat. They they have Taekwon Thornton, but like, if you need a deep threat, bro, like you got to take some chances. Like, as a GM, if you don't take chance, if you're always playing it safe, you're not going to be successful. You have to take chances. Like some of them might be a little risky, but you have to take chances as a GM. You can't just play everything safe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of teams that need receivers too badly, and they could yeah. use Chark as maybe not a one, but maybe as a two potentially. Like Chicago, if, if he goes to Chicago, I, I think he's probably the best receiver there already. If he, if he, he goes is, to Chicago, he would be the best receiver there, right? <laughs> like you know, yeah, in New ball. England, you can make the argument he's the best receiver if he goes there, right? He and, is the best receiver in New England as well. Um. Giants, 100% the best receiver if he goes there, right? Like, yep. so I think there's just more teams that I, I think we're piercing, like, that they could use him more than we could. Like, the, the teams he, make sense too, Chiefs, believe it or not. Yeah, are willing to, the, the thing is, are, are teams willing to overpay for him? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Well, that because a sports tech has him averaging, I mean, for his salary is 9.7 million, yeah, for the year. But again, so, you, yeah. you could use that 9.7 hypothetically towards another position. Yeah, I mean, right. we're not under the yeah. cap or nothing. I mean, isn't our cap numbers like really high? Like we have yeah, good like, cap well, numbers, but I mean, if you want to go out and get big pl- fishes, I mean, you still can. You still can. Really. Yeah, but you know, it's not gonna be. Uh, I don't think Sharks gonna make or break if you pay them ten million. No, but I think right now, projected, assuming with some cer- with some certain cuts, you're probably looking around forty three to forty five million dollars in cap. Yeah, their lines are in good shape. Yeah, and you got to obviously save some of that towards the draft and whoever you're going to pay this offseason. So, all right, let's mm-hmm. talk about some other free agents because I think there's going to be some other ones that are going to be more that we have to must keep. And that's also going to be a factor into the cap and why you can't bring back everybody. So let's go yeah, on yeah. right here with running back Jamal Williams. Pierre, what do you think about Jamal Williams? Is this a bring back? This is a, no, this is a no-brainer. Um, Lions, Lions love Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams loves the Lions. Both sides have stated they want to be back. He's your vocal leader. I'm looking at Spotrek right now. They project him at two years, eight point three million, four point one million a year. That's done deal. Bring him back. It's easy money. Slight raise. What was he making like two million this year? Give him that two mil raise. Bring him back. Um, he, he. I don't see a situation where he's not back, man. Unless some team just, you know, just offers him like a crazy contract. I just don't see it though. I think he's a lion next year. I really do. Like if I had to bet my house on it, I'd bet my house that he's a lion next year. That's how confident I am. I think something with Jamal Williams, too, he's really reliable. You know, he played all 17 games for you last year. And, you know, we saw the situation with Swift. Like, he could be that number one back for your team. But that's just something that's been an issue with Swift's career so far, being reliable and dependent. And when he does play sometimes, you know, he's not 
the great, like he's not himself, right? Like we've seen him play hurt. And Jamal Williams is just so good for a football team. He exceeded every expectation. 17 touchdowns, breaking Barry Sanders' record. That's one thing. Like that's that's crazy, right? But I think to, for him to have a thousand yards, I think that's pretty insane too. Like when you brought Jamal Williams in here two years ago, you were looking to just compliment him with DeAndre Swift, be a good power back. But I think he's exceeded all of those expectations. Like Peter said, he is your leader. He's your vocal leader. And that's something this team really needs badly right now. And when you speak to a guy like Glover Coon, when we've had him on the pod, leadership is really important. It really is important. And I think that was something that the team was kind of lacking. We saw a guy like Jamal Williams really, you know, take that role and we saw that on hard knocks and we've seen it all throughout the year of him just really embracing being that leader probably going to be that getting that seat patch next year if he is on this football team next year so i'm with you guys i think this is a no-brainer you got to bring him back yeah this is this is an easy this is an easy one um 100 bring him back i mean fans love him coaches staff love him players love him um just the ultimate team guy i mean you hear taylor decker talk about him and he just talk about him. He says that he's an ultimate teammate. You know, he go through something and you'll never know. He's the same guy every single day. Man said he lost his grandfather like a couple weeks ago. And the whole team just, they, they didn't know just because his attitude is the same the entire time. He just, he just want to win. And he just want to be, he wants to be in Detroit. I honestly feel like, <laughs> I don't want to see a situation where he leaves Detroit. I don't, even if a team offer him more money. Detroit could just offer him like four million and just like a year subscription of like Funimation and and uh, <laughs> country roll and country roll. <laughs> offer him a two year subscription from there, and then he's locked in for life. <laughs> like it's that simple. <laughs> yeah, it's like what's Crunchy Roll? Crunchy Roll is like a, it's an anime. It's an anime. It's like a Netflix for it's anime. It's a Netflix bro. for anime. Yeah. <laughs> He gave me that look like, what the hell are you talking about? No, Jamal Williams is a, is a no-brainer, though. It's all dog in here, as, as he would say. It's all dog up in here. So. All dog. Yeah, all dog in here. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think yeah. it's a no-brainer. What I like about him is, like, during, like, a pregame, he's, like, you know, he's chilling. Then when the, when the like, a switch comes on when the game starts. Yeah. He has that switch like, all the time, which is funny as hell. Like, yeah. you, you, if you watch that interview, when he was talking about how he lost his grandfather, he was crying. And then he just he's, he's, he, he, he went from goes, I heard he, emo- he went from emotional yeah. to straight straight streets in seconds. <laughs> he goes he goes I heard you guys all been sleeping on the lions. So he goes I don't watch TV, but I heard you been sleeping on the lions all week. It's all dog up in here. It's all dog up in here. Don't let these tears fool you. <laughs> all dog up up in this mug. I think he said mug. Nah, yeah, man. I, I love Jamal, man. He's also, awesome guy, awesome character, man. Yeah. I'll show the way we can find him with it. Just grab him and bring him on the show one day and just get more out of him, man. I think it'll be hilarious. His Sunday Night Football intro is great. So, you know, they do like the names before every game. You know, oh. you say like what school you went to, whatever. You go, yeah. Jamal oh, yeah. leader here to be to the Dan. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like some Naruto. I don't watch anime, but I think I it's don't know what Naruto. Tell. It was something. I mean, it was leader funny. Leader hidden villain, villain of the Den, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Something for Naruto, I found out. I had to look it up. I I never watched Naruto. Yeah, I had to look it up. All right. We're all in agreement. Jamal Williams, you stamp it. Bring him back. And I think, like you guys said, I think this is one that will get done. Hey, Prior Podcast listeners. It's your boy, Malcolm, here. And if you're a sports better like me, let me tell you about Oz Traders. Oz Traders is a place to compare all odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotional codes from different sports books to get the best deal. This app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather, 
so the bettors can make the most informed bets as possible. This app also has bet trackers so bettors can keep records of all their games and betting activity. Looking to maximize your bets? Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's O-D-D-S-T-R-A-D-E-R.com slash bluewire. Oddstraders, the number one site for your game day bets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, linebacker Alex Anzalone. Here, what do you think? Yes, um, although I think he could potentially test the market just because he hasn't really made lots of money in his career. Signed to a one-year prove-it deal this year, and down the stretch, he was one of the best linebackers in the NFL. Like, what is it, the last five, six games? He was one of the best linebackers in the NFL. In the beginning, he struggled. It looks like he finally picked it up, um, and obviously Shep loves him. The coaching staff always raves about him. A.G. Campbell bring him from New Orleans. I think they'll try to bring him back, but I also could see him just seeing what's out there and coming back to Detroit, kind of like what Tracy Walker did. He saw what was out there and then re-signed with Detroit. I could see something like that with Anzalone, but I also wouldn't be shocked if they get a deal done before free agency because he's kind of like your – your leader of that defense right now. That was Tracy Walker, but he went out and he kind of stepped up into like that role. Like he calls up plays, he gets everyone lined up. Um, you, when you saw Shep, like Shep always raised about him, like it, just during hard knocks, you saw like how Shep's like, I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about these guys. He was like calling out Derek Barnes and JD, how Rodriguez is playing better than them. Right. So I, I think he comes back, but I wouldn't be shocked if he just tests the market. He's was out there. Yeah, and I think Anzalone is one of those guys this team really needs. I think if you could bring back Anzalone, that position's essentially filled at that spot, at the linebacker spot. I don't think you have to worry too much about it as far as bringing other guys in and drafting uh, necessarily a linebacker high. I think if you bring back Alex, like you said, he's a starter. He, was, he has the green dot on his helmet. He's a really reliable player, has the C-patch. So you got the leader aspect there with Alex Anzalone. You got solid play out of him, and especially at the end of the year, you got really good play out of him. I think this is a big, a, a big, you know, re-sign. I think you have to bring him back, and I think it's really good for the young players. We saw Rodrigo, I think, really look up to him. I think we saw a guy like Derek Barnes look up to him. So just to have him in the building with those guys I think is really big, and you could still fit in Derek Barnes with this scheme. You could still fit in Malcolm Rodriguez even with bringing Alex Anzalone. So 
I think this is a player that you have to bring back and then pretty much just sit back and let's address other positions. I think linebackers pretty much filled in at that point where you don't have to address anything significant by bringing back Anzalone. So I would bring back uh, Thor. Malcolm? <laughs> I honestly don't see a situation where he's not really on. Actually, I do see a situation that he's not on the line. So like, it'll be a weird situation um, because he made it vocal that he wants to come back to Detroit. There was a couple of guys that, you know, in the offseason, they said, that, hey, I want to come back in the offseason. I want to come back to Detroit. Was he, he one of them? them? He was one of them. I know okay. Kavinsky. I know Kavinsky and Bugs. And Bugs and, um, and also Alex. So they, they made it vocal that they want to come back. And I think it's, it's a smart move for him because you're looking at, you know, what team got the best out of him is the Detroit Lions and this coaching staff. I think they know, you know, what how to get him in good position to make plays. Now, I came in saying I don't see a scenario where he, he does go somewhere else, but I actually do. The only scenario that I honestly see him leaving Detroit is if, you know, a Hail Mary happens and um, Aaron Glenn gets a job somewhere. He becomes a head coach somewhere. Um, he interviewed for the what, – what team Aaron Glenn uh, interviewed Texans for? Texans and Cardinals. Texans and Cardinals. So the only, the only scenario I see Alex leaving is if Aaron Glenn gets a job somewhere else and he probably follows Aaron Glenn. That's the only scenario um, because I know he wants to be back. So unless the Lions decide not to, that they want to go to a different direction, which – Dan Campbell loves him. The coaching staff loves him. Like you said, Coach Shep loves him. Um, he most likely is going to be back. I mean, he's a leader, captain. I don't see him going anywhere. And I'm sorry, it was the Colts and Cardinals, not not the Texans. Colts and Cardinals? Okay, yeah. yeah. So, like, like that, that's the only weird scenario that I'll see Alex leaving is if he follows AG somewhere. Another one is, too, if Sean Payton maybe takes a job somewhere. Payton obviously was his head coach in New Orleans. Um, obviously, it depends what kind of defense they run. I don't know what kind of defense he's going to run. Uh, probably, man, that's what he likes to run, like at least yeah. in New Orleans. But we'll see. Um, I think that's the thing. And I think also when you hit free agency, man, money talks to like he's this is Alex's like he's 28. It's probably his best time to cash in, whether it's with Detroit or with another team. Um, he has to he's, he'll probably consider all that, too. Yeah. He hasn't really like had like a big contract. I think it was a one year. First year was like one year, one point seven five. I believe this year was one year, two and a half. So, you know, he's looking to get a little raise. And, and I, I don't blame the guy. And, right? and I, would, like, I wouldn't mind if Detroit should. I wouldn't mind if Detroit is one of those teams to give him a little bit of a raise. I think yeah. he deserved it. He I agree. 100% I agree with you. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, I do think he's back to another day. I think he'll be back in Detroit. Yeah. I could see a team offering a little more, but Detroit kind of offering something similar but a little less. And he'll be back here just because of the culture and he knows the system and everything. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. This is another agreeance with Jamal Williams. This is one I think we're only going to see that bring back. All right, let's go cornerback Mike Hughes. Start off with you, Pierre. Yeah, I think uh, Hughes could be looking to cash in somewhere after signing one year deal. Balled out, which he tried down the stretch. Um, is more of an outside corner than nickel corner. Could play nickel, but he's not good as we saw this year and we saw as we saw in Minnesota. Um, I think he's proved to be a reliable death piece at cornerback. Um, I'd bring him back, but he might maybe look for an opportunity where he could potentially start elsewhere. Cause I Detroit, like Brad Holmes kind of made it clear that they're going to try to upgrade the defense and cornerback was a position that, that they were playing musical chairs with, um, you know, so I, I could see him leaving and taking on a bigger role somewhere else, but I wouldn't be shocked if they try to bring him back. I think he's going to leave though. Okay. Uh, Mike Hughes, 
I, I believe he should be one of your bigger priorities this offseason too. I, I mean, not one of your bigger priorities. Let me make that more clear. But I think this is a guy you should absolutely bring back because outside of him and Jerry Jacobs, I am willing to clear out this whole cornerback room. Jeff Okuda, Sayonara, uh, who else was in this uh, this cornerback room? Anyone else who ever played cornerback? Amani, we'll talk about him in a little bit. Don't, don't need him. Will Harris, don't need them. You could clear out this whole cornerback room and I'd be completely fine. Give me Jerry Jacobs. Give me Mike Hughes. And I don't need Mike Hughes starting. I like him as that perfect number, you know, that backup corner for the outside corner. If any one of those guys were to go down or if you draft a rookie, you could maybe start Hughes in the beginning of the year and that rookie could eventually take that spot. I think that's the perfect spot for him. Everyone else in this cornerback room, again, I don't need you. Um, and I, I'm, I'm willing to start fresh. But Mike Hughes is a guy I'd bring back. Good veteran, good leader. Um, yeah, I'd bring back Mike Hughes as my backup outside corner for sure. Do you think he'll come back, though? I think if you draft a rookie and, you know, don't know what you're going to get out of that rookie right away, like you might not have him start right away, you could have Mike Hughes start for the first three weeks, the first four weeks, and that could be a good role for him. You bring him back on a one-year deal, he starts, or at least he gets to compete to start, right? And if the, the rookie outplays him, the rookie outplays him, right? But I think you would have a legitimate opportunity to start. You're not going to just hand the rookie, I think, a starting outside cornerback spot. Yeah. I also like I just think they're gonna upgrade like veterans and rookie. I think they're gonna bring in like multiple like via draft and free agency. Yeah, and I know I say I clear out Akuda. Akuda will be there probably in camp competing uh, competing, but um I don't know. I don't know if he's a slam dunk to win a starting cornerback spot right now. Just we'll see what Brad Holmes does this offseason. I think the only guy I feel really comfortable with starting right now is Jerry Jacobs on the outside corner, and even him. I think he'll get a job, like a starting job, but even him, he's going to be competing. He's going to have to earn that job as well on camp. Yeah. What about you, Malcolm? What's your thoughts on Mike Hughes? I really like what Mike Hughes did this year. I like it. like what he did with the opportunity that he had to give it to him. But um, like you said, and I'm actually going to include Mike Hughes in this, I'm actually willing to just hit the reset button on this, this secondary not, not let me say secondary because I'll include safeties as well. I'll, I'll say the cornerback group. Um, any guy that's that's eligible to hit this, this market, I'm going to let them hit the market and see what else is out there for him. Mike Hughes, he actually could get starter money and start for a team. So I'm not going to hold him back to say we're going to, you know, we're going to upgrade and we're going to have you as our backup. You know, if somebody gets hurt, we're going to have you as a backup. But you can start somewhere else, you know, because he, he honestly could start somewhere else. So I would let him test the market, see what he's available. If he wants to come back to Detroit for less money, well, shoot, we come back to Detroit with less money. That's cool. But I'm I'm hitting the reset button on all these guys. And that's all these guys that's coming up in the, later in this list. I'm willing to hit the reset button on all of them. Yeah. And just upgrade everybody. Because I think they just need a total, a total upgrade because it's not it's, it's not there. I agree. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a position definitely. They're going to address in the offseason. I don't think they just bring one guy in. I think they bring in two and maybe even three guys in, right? Like, they have to address this room big time because the only guys you have under contract right now that have played meaningful minutes or meaningful snaps for you at this cornerback room are Jerry Jacobs and Jeff Okuda. Everyone else is a free agent. Will Harris is a free agent. Amani's a free agent. Mike Hughes is a free agent. So you don't have much guys that have got meaningful snaps in your roster right now. So the lines are going to... They're definitely going to address this cornerback position this offseason, and we'll see how many guys they bring back from this list. But Mike Hughes, out of the three corners that we're going to be mentioning on this pod, is probably the one I care more most about bringing back. If we could. Yeah, probably. Um, don't forget about Chase Lucas. 
Oh, yeah, Chase Luke is also under contract. Yeah. But he hasn't played meaningful snaps. It's not. Not, not. not yet. I mean, uh, hopefully he has a good year next year. Or well, I was talking guys who have played meaningful snaps right now. It's only Akuda and Jerry Jacobs right now. Yeah, yeah, meaningful snaps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, Lucas could be a guy. He'll be here. He'll compete. So, yeah. all right, Mike Hughes, I think we're not all in the same boat, but I think we kind of all feel no, very I want him back. I just don't think he'll be back. Yeah, I think I, I, I don't really want him back. Yeah. I don't want him to come back. I mean, you just if he comes back, like I said, he, he deserves to start for another team. Let him go out there and start for another team. If he wants to come back for less money, let him come back for less money. But we're just holding him back. Unless he, unless he sees a culture and wants to literally wants to stay here, then cool. That's all. I'm done with that. We'll see, I guess. All right, let's go to the offensive side of the ball. Let's talk about Evan Brown because this is a guy that they brought back last year. Well, he was under contract, right? And he played center for a lot of games in 2021 because of Ragnar's injury. And then we saw this year he shifted over to the right guard position, played many games there. He's now an unrestricted free agent here. Pierre, what's your thoughts on Evan Brown? Yeah, Evan Brown is a um, a good backup center. We saw him at guard. He could play guard, but he's not good. Um, he's not the best guard. I'm being nice here. He's not the best guard. He's serviceable. It was funny how you I said think, I think he's going to go and be a starting center somewhere else. Um, like when he was starting for Ragnar, when Ragnar went down, what was it, like last year and a little bit this year? 21, yeah. The offense didn't really miss much of a step in terms of, like, obviously, Ragnow is more athletic and a better run blocker, but he was he was a solid center. Like, he wasn't trash. He wasn't bad. He was a good center. He wasn't great, but he was good. And good offensive lineman gets paid. I think I thought we were going to lose him last year. I think this is the year they lose him. Obviously, I want him to come back, but I just think he's going to look for a bigger opportunity, man. I don't blame the guy. Like, he, he's a good center. Yeah, we had him at what two million this year? That's a steal or whatever it was. I forgot what it was, but we had him at like a one year deal that was that was a nice deal. Maybe now maybe he likes it in Detroit. Maybe he's one sign like a two year for a million dollar deal or something. But I just think he's gonna try to find starter money in a different situation. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with losing Evan Brown here. I think you guys mentioned that guard. He wasn't all that great there, so I think that's a position we could definitely upgrade. And I think it's time to get a rookie in there on that offensive line or at that guard position because we're approaching a territory where we're about to pay all of those guys because you have Decker locked up. You have Ragnar locked up. You're going to lock up Jonah this offseason. You're going to eventually pay Sewell. I think it's time that we need to get a guy more on a budget. I think this is a year that you go out and draft a guard and, and start him. Big V, you technically have him coming back. Obviously missed all of last year with the back injury. He was good in 21 for the team, but he was one of those guys when I was messing around with the cap and trying to free up some space to get that 43 to $45 million number that I gave you guys. He was one of the guys that I had to move on off, move off of because I think of his, his salary number. So I think it would make sense to move off of Big V this offseason. We'll see what that ends up happening. Then Evan Brown, I, I just think it's time that we have to go a little more youth here, go a little more young. So I, I'm okay with letting Evan Brown test the market and go somewhere else. So not a bad player, a good football player, but I, I just don't think it's a big of a priority to bring him back. What about you, Malcolm? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm aboard with you guys. Uh, I, it's like Pierre. I thought we were going to lose him last year. but he was able to start for another team last year and be a starter somewhere to be the, a center last year. But he ended up staying. He ended up coming back for another year. And I think he's going to have another opportunity to you know, test the market and 
have a chance to start for another team. I wouldn't be mad if he, you know, goes somewhere else. It just yeah, it's the business, and he's gonna get more money. I get that. Now, could Brad Holmes convince him to stay another year? <laughs> we will see. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't think it's a huge priority for this team right now. I don't think they really need him all that much. Well, the, the thing is, right now, I know Frank Ragnow. I heard something about him getting a surgery in the offseason. Yeah. So, I, I think you might have to even think about, unless he's going to be fully good to go once the season starts, you might have to kind of like put that in your back pocket. Like, all right, he's just getting surgery. We might need a backup center. That's reliable. Yeah. So maybe maybe another year. I mean, just uh, just just until we know what's going on. With maybe you could back. do that draft throughout where you have a guard who could play center and guard, like we've seen with the, like Glasgow. Remember, we had that type of player. Maybe you could do something like that in the draft potentially. I think this is just a, a time where you have to go a little more youth and just get a guy in a budget, get a guy in a rookie contract rather than pay a guy. And Evan Burns probably not going to cost the bank, but I think it just makes sense to go a rookie here at this right guard spot. I'm with you there, uh, but I also think you need like a veteran too. You need like a like. If you lose Evan Brown, which you probably will, I mean, who's your feet. backup center? Who's your backup center? Yeah, you don't have one right now. It'd probably be Jonah Jackson. Your, your swing tackle, Matt Nelson, is not all that. He's not a good swing tackle. Dan Skipper, forget about him. I, that, that, I mean, like, cool story, cute story, right? Whatever, but he's not. He's not. He's not good. Yeah, I mean, that's a nice way to put it. That's a nice way to put it. But like like you said, man, if something happens to Frank Ragnow, and he's, like you said, you want to go youth in that that right guard position, so you're gonna you're planning on plugging in a, a rookie, yeah, there. So say if Frank Ragnow gets hurt, you're gonna put another rookie in there. I mean, if you can get him at a reasonable contract, get him at a reasonable contract, right? But like, I don't think it's a big priority to bring him back this offseason. I think it'll be a priority, but I think he's gonna go somewhere else just to like have a better opportunity to start. Because here Frank Ragnow is a starter at center. And I would I think he's gonna look to be a starting center somewhere else. And, and I don't need him to be my starting right guard. I think we can go a different route there. Yeah, yeah he's uh, a good he's a solid backup though. Like as, as far as yeah, as far as a guard, I'm never looking at him putting him there. I'm 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 looking at him more as a backup center. Yeah. Kid, yeah. I mean Frank. if you get him at cheap and he wants to be a backup. By all means, yeah, that's fine. But like I said, if they could just do it for one more year, that'll be good. Because like I said, Frank is getting surgery in the off season. Sure, yeah. How you know how how good is he going to be coming back? Is is he going to be is it going to be like a lingering th- situation? I, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. You know, uh, there's this player named Ted Karras. He got a three year deal, eighteen million dollar deal. He's like a similar player to Evan Brown, backup center. Then he started center, could play a little guard. Um. Yeah, I think he was a backup center with the Patriots, played guard for them as well. Three-year 18, I think Evan Brown could be maybe looking somewhere like that. I don't think Detroit's going to pay that. As yeah, a it wouldn't make sense for us. It just no, doesn't make sense for us. They're not going to pay him that, that type of money. We'll see, though. I mean, I thought that last year, but no one no one went gave it uh, gave him a chance. So we'll see what happens um, with him. All right. Let's stick on the offense side of the ball. Running back Justin Jackson. This was a guy that we got – Late in camp, didn't win a job initially, but was on the practice squad, got promoted, and ended up being the team's RB3 and got some meaningful snaps at some point during the season when Swift wasn't all there 100% and playing too much. So, start off with you, Peter. What's your thoughts on Justin Jackson? This is easy for me. You bring him back. He's not going to cost a lot. He was also a good returner, good returner, um, good third down back when you need him. It's it's a no-brainer. He's not going to cost a lot. I think you bring him back. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy, I mean, good player, 
wouldn't really be, again, too disappointed if they weren't able to bring him back. It is what it is if you weren't able to bring him back. If you can bring him back, nice. Let him compete. I don't think he's a, a roster lock by any means, but has experience with the staff, was a returner, got meaningful snaps. So I think there's a comfort level there with both sides. I think they could get the deal done, and like Peter said, it wouldn't cost too much. So, again, you know, you're not really kicking rocks if you can't bring back Justin Jackson, but if you're good, cool. Let him compete. You got Craig Reynolds to compete with in camp, and – go on from there so um if they want to bring some more competition I'm down for it that's really all you have to say about justin jackson what about you malcolm i, I like what justin jackson did this year um but like you said man i wouldn't be disappointed if they went a different direction because i'm honestly um planning for them to upgrade that running back room and probably add another piece in there hopefully in the draft i'm hoping that they're you know possibly draft a guy i mean you know maybe day two, day three types type situation um, because the, the whole uncertainty was swift. So I, I think they should draft a guy. So um, if they go that route and draft a guy, I don't think there's a, a need for Justin Jackson. I think the, the running back room would just be too big. If you have Swift uh, and all these guys, you have Swift, uh, Jamal. Jamal Wool, and then the rookie. And then if you want to have him as your fourth running back, that's cool. Then you plan on cutting Craig Reynolds – this is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't think he's gonna get. I don't. I don't. I think Justin Jackson's like a vet men player, right? Like he doesn't. He's like a fourth back. Provides maybe a little more than that. Provide, but you don't give a lot of guarantees. I feel like you bring him in. You you draft a guy. You let them all compete, and the worst one gets cut or traded. Like yeah. it's not. I, I don't necessarily think you're going to give him, like, a million guaranteed. I don't think he'll get that, right? Like, I think it's just, like, a one-year deal. Maybe, like, one year, $1.2 million with, like, maybe 250000 guaranteed or 500000 guaranteed, something like that. Unless, you know, like, some stupid team just comes out and then gives him, like, a slight bag, but I just don't see it. No, I don't see it either. I don't see, I don't see a team, like, overpaying him. I just don't no. see a situation where, especially if they draft a guy. They draft a guy, like, say they get uh, Jamar Gibbs or they get Gibbs, you know, from Alabama. Um... I just don't see it because they're going to use Gibbs as a returner and stuff like that. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, definitely. It's a situation that I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back. And this could could be a player that they bring back late, too. I could see, like, in May, like, when all the draft and free agency is all done. I don't think it's, like, one of their first priorities, like, to get it done right when the free agency window opens. It could be one of their late signings, potentially. Yeah, I mean, he he got came to the team late. I wouldn't be shocked either. But it all depends on what they do in the draft. If you see them drafting a guy early, Second, third, third round, something like that. The chances of Jamal, uh, Justin Jackson being back is slim. Well, the free agency is first, so does that change the approach if they bring back Jackson? Do they maybe not draft it back as early as like you think, then? No, because Justin Jackson is not here for the long term. He's here just for the short term. You draft yeah. also for long term. I don't think whatever they do in free agency, unless they sign massive deals, I don't think free agency is going to affect their draft plans. That's yeah, I just don't. He's not gonna have like a whole uh, tied up to a bunch of guaranteed money. So no. you can always still cut him. You bring him back, you cut him. Yeah, put him back, put him back on the practice squad. You can do whatever you that's want. That's what I'm do. saying. I, I think that's what that's the type of deal that's gonna get done. You know, like, where it's not guaranteed, he's gonna make 53 and just let him compete. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I see right now with him, honestly. And maybe he maybe he'll have like to find a better role with another team too. Like possible. he can see what's out there. Yeah, yeah I'll see. Like, he yeah. could be RB two for somebody. Yeah, maybe. I see RB3. Yeah, more, I think he's normally three than a two. I mean, I don't know. He was a two in LA. He was all right with that yeah. clear. But 
He was good, really good with Eckler. But I mean, we saw the league valued him. They, he didn't get signed till late August last year. So yeah. All right, going back to the defense side of the ball, my favorite player on the football team, or one of the, my favorite football players on the team, John freaking Kaminsky. I don't even need to talk about this guy. I'll let you guys carry on. Uh, it's an easy decision for me. Give him whatever he wants. Pay for his house, whatever he needs. Give him the Lincoln Riley deal for all I care. John Kaminsky oh, is God. a must bring back. That is the commish. 110%. You bring back John Kaminsky. Go ahead. Take over, boys. Malcolm, do you know how much uh, they gave Lincoln Riley? You know what they gave Lincoln Riley? How much they gave Lincoln Riley, man? They gave him a private jet. They got him a nice mansion. <laughs> and let's see his contract. I believe his contract was. Give that to the commish. <laughs> you know all that John Kaminsky? John Kaminsky deserves it all. He signed a $110 million That's contract. for the commission right there. how many years, but he signed for a <laughs> Wow. No, I'm sorry. It's six years of $45.21 million. That's good. I like it. Yeah, that's the commission. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, all jokes aside, though, uh, Kaminsky – I mean, he was drafted in the fourth round, really athletic player, just with the Falcons was like non-existent. Some Falcons writers basically told Lions, like, guys, like, you guys don't want him. He's not good. He comes to Detroit, shuts everyone up. You know, before he hurt himself with the cast, him and Hutch were doing work on that D-line in terms of pressure. Um, then he got hurt, and then he kind of slowed down. But then later in the season, he got healthier. When, when that cast came off, he started putting in work again. And he said on Instagram he wants to be back in Detroit and the Lions that they want him back. I think this is a no-brainer, easy, he comes back. I don't think there's much to this because, I mean, he, he played good. He could play the edge. He could play interior. He could he could do a little of everything for you, and he's a fit in this defense. I think he comes back. It's a no-brainer, and I don't think he costs a lot either. Did the cast even come off this year? I don't think the cast came off. No, oh, man. Okay, maybe he didn't come out, but he played better at the end. Almost, he, did. Yeah, he should have had a pick with that cast of James Houston and Tippett when they played Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah. But, no, man. I, I Like I said, I got nothing to say. You bring back yeah. the commission at any cost. He wants to be back. Uh, we want him back. This is mutual right here, dude. John Kaminsky's yeah. coming back. He's going to be at yeah. the Detroit Lions next year. He's, he's coming back. And, yeah, just like just like I said with Alex, he, you know, he made it vocal that he wants to come back. So uh, unless something crazy happens and no, this this, this, is not even, this is not even an Alex Antelone situation. You just bring him back. Like, the, there's no controversy here. He wants to be here. There's nothing of like, oh, I'm going to wait to get. No, you bring him back. There's no controversy here. He, like I said, unless they don't want him back, well, that's not the case. They they want him. He wants to be back. So it's, it's going to happen. This is absolutely no brainer. Alex Anzalone, I think it's going to happen, but it's not as as a seal and a lock as John Kaminsky. John Kaminsky is 110% going to be aligned next year. Book it. You know, uh, Pierre said he's going to put his house on for Jamal Williams. I'll put my house for John Kaminsky. John Kaminsky is going to be aligned next year, 110%. Well, it doesn't matter. I don't have a house anyway, so I'm not really putting oh, anything so on either. So. <laughs> it's going to be upset. <laughs> I said if, if I was a betting man, I'd put my house at Jamal with me back. I didn't say I would put my house on it. If John, Kam- it. If John Kaminsky is not a lion next year, I'll never place a sports bet ever again. Book it. Oh okay. oh, okay, Tab. That's okay. Uh, yeah. We have we have, we have this now. Malcolm has us. He's he's gonna save this. He's gonna no, save I this. Mean, the chances of that happening is like 
minus a million right now. If I mean, John Pizzi has to come back, I'll grab a beer out of my fridge, put in an old shoe, and drink out of it. And I'll take a video for I you think, guys. Okay, we, for Twitter, yes. but For Twitter, yes. Don't say the betting thing. Take that betting thing back because no, I, 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 I still mean it. I'll never place a sports bet ever again. I'll grab a dirty shoe. I'll grab a brewski. I'm going to drink out of it. That's what's going to happen. John Pizzi is a scenario that he does not back. I agree. That's why I'm so confident. He wants to... He wants to be back. And you think about it, like in three years, when he was with the Atlanta Falcons, he had a, a, a sack and a half mm-hmm. in three years. So this team pretty much revived him. Of course, he wants to be back. He wants to be here. Unless. There's no unless. Unless. Like I said with Alex, bro, if something happens with Aaron Glenn and he gets a job somewhere and it said, hey, commence, come with me. That's the only scenario I can see some shit like that happening because oh, only way it's, the, it's that scheme. Only way I don't see Aaron or not Aaron Glenn, uh, John Kaminsky here next year if he really does get that Lincoln Riley deal. That's the only way I don't see him here next year if he really does get that Lincoln Riley deal. You're not going to give him a Lincoln Riley deal, bro. No, I'm saying if another team offers him a Lincoln Riley deal, that's, oh, the, way that's the way he leaves Detroit. I don't see. He's not getting a. He's not getting a Lincoln Riley deal, so he's going to be here next year. End of discussion. He's not. Isaiah Fox. Sure Isaiah Fox. This is another one. End of discussion. There's not much to talk about here. He's going to be a Detroit Lion next year. I'm very confident he's going to be a Detroit Lion next year. Maybe not in the same role that he had last year, but he's going to be a guy that's going to be valuable. He's a guy that's going to get valuable snaps in the interior. This is a no-brainer. He said on Twitter he wants to be back. We're going to run it back with him. I don't see a scenario where Isaiah Bugs is not a Detroit Lion in 2023. So, yeah, they originally brung him in as a camp body, and he just kept working his way up the depth chart. And then they put him in games. They're like, whoa, this kid is good. And then they eventually start him and McNeil on, on like, uh, what do you call it, on uh, early downs, on rushing downs. And they did a, for the most part, they had they had, they had some games where, like, they had trouble solving football. But for the most part, when they adjusted their scheme, they did well in stopping the run. It was kind of hard to run it up the middle with those two guys clogging it up. So, yeah, I think Isaiah Bucks comes back, and I don't think he costs a lot. He's a nose tackle. Nose tackles don't come a lot. He's not a three-down player. This is an easy thing. He comes back, and it's not going to be expensive. So, like Tyler said, this is one, two, three. Yep. Malcolm, Isaiah Bucks, no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, no-brainer. I, I, I really like the story between these two. The, the last two guys we brought up, Isaiah Bucks and Don Kaminsky. I mean, to be honest with you, man, like they came in as camp bodies. If it wasn't for the injuries that we had in our defensive line, they probably wouldn't have been on the roster or even probably made the final the final team. Because I think the I think the injury for John Pascal opened up the window for Kaminsky. And I think the whole situation with Levi opened up the situation with Isaiah Bugs. Uh them just making the best out of their opportunity and balling out this year. And you know they they deserve another contract. They definitely deserve another contract. I like what they did all year. Both of you guys are huge pieces to our team. Um, Isaiah Bugs and Kaminsky, man, yeah, bring them back. Bring them back. And these are Dan Campbell guys, hundred percent. Both these guys, one hundred, one hundred percent. Yeah, they live and die by this culture. All right, let's go into cornerback here. Will Harris. Starting nickel corner for the team, like Peter mentioned earlier in the episode, they had some musical chairs there. It wasn't necessarily supposed to be the starting nickel corner. Competed on the outside, didn't win the job versus Akuda in camp. Then it gets a spot, the spot at nickel, sticks to it, kind of more just by they didn't have another guy there. Um, what's your thoughts here, Peter? You bring it back, oh Willie Harris? I think he's going to want to start. I don't think the Lions are going to give him that starting spot. And honestly, I think it's time to move on. 
Like, dude, just go somewhere else, play corner somewhere else. I think it's time for a fresh start. He's had his ups and downs in Detroit. Um, I don't know. I think it's just – I think he's going to leave too. I think he's going to leave and just go to a spot where they give him that starting nickel spot. I don't think it's going to be here. I think he's out of here. Yeah, I mean, if they could bring him back as a special teams player, backup, nickel, like that's not a bad spot. If you can get him at a cheap contract, that's not bad. But this is not a priority by any means to bring back Will Harris. It shouldn't be a top priority. If you can't bring him back, you can't bring him back. If you can bring him back, like I said, at that special teams role, backup, nickel corner, you could do that, but... It, it wasn't a good year for Will Harris. I mean, we we saw some ups. We saw a little more than maybe we didn't really expect out of him. I, I just I don't see it. I think moving on from Will Harris makes sense. What about you, Malcolm? Oh man, so if this was me, and like I told you earlier, I'm moving on from all these guys. I'm moving on from all these guys and just starting fresh. We got to think our whole cornerback room just need a fresh start. But you know. Going on, what do I think the Lions are going to do? For some reason, man, I have a feeling like they really value Will Harris. I just have I just have that itch. Like, I think they value this guy a lot. I think it's because of his versatility. He can play inside, he can play outside. I mean, can he? I mean, he, he, he could put him there. <laughs> can you play at a high level? Not really. But I think it's the, 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 the trust if if needed. If an injury happens, he's like your Swift Army knife. You could put him anywhere on the, in the secondary. So, for that reason, I could see them bringing him back. I could see him bring him back. I just don't think it's a priority, if that makes sense. It is definitely not a priority. I think they should, I mean, take my advice, start over, bro. <laughs> All the guys that, that, that needs to go, that, that actually are able to go, let them go. Take my advice, man. Let them go. Yeah. But I don't know, man. They value him. And I mean, I get why they value him because, like I said, if an injury happens, he's an easy plug and play guy. He can survive a game of Warriors. I just don't want him to be your starter. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. He's not your starter. He, that'd be a, 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 a crime nickel, Not even starting nickel, starting nowhere. Don't start him. Just If you bring him back, please, as a backup. Yeah. Uh, I personally think he's going to just try to find a spot where he's guaranteed more of a starter role versus like here. Shit, more power to him. Let it happen. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think he's out of here. If, if, if he could find that job, good. Yeah, him too. I mean, he, he, he wasn't good. He didn't have a good year. So it's not like who's who's going out there and say, oh, I need Willard's my starting nickel corner. The person who drafted him, fucking pencil head. Send him there. Oh, Willard Bowkin in Cleveland? <laughs> yeah. Somebody that whoever drafted him, take him, take him. Yeah. Well, like, like I said, I would. Anybody needs to go in that cornerback room. We just need a fresh start. Just bringing all fresh bodies in here, and just start, start, start new. All right, let's just get this one out of the way, though. This doesn't go in our order. We'll get back to this guy. Let's just stick with the 2019 draft class. Let's stick with another corner here because I think this is gonna go very quickly because we have to get through this. Amani or Warrior. I mean, there's not really much to say here. Had high expectations coming into the year. Was great in 2021. Just don't know really what happened to him. Just a really, really disappointing year, and probably the most disappointing lion, like coming into the year. I would say all year, like a guy that just really completely fell off as far as play. Lost his starting job, was a healthy scratch in some games, and 
really just lost all the trust on the staff on the, from this team. So I think it's an easy decision that both sides probably move on. He gets a new opportunity somewhere else to go compete. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be here. So I think it's an easy decision. Probably don't bring back Amani or Warrior. And it's just it's sad because, like I said, he was really good for this football team just a couple of years ago. Yeah, bro, he's one of my favorite players coming out in 2019. Unfortunately, he just regressed this year, and I don't, I don't see a, I don't see a situation where he's back right now. They this this regime didn't draft him. Um, they actually thought about paying him the offseason, but they said let's see how he looks this year, and it's just time to move on. Unfortunately, I feel like he could still bounce back with another team, awesome. but he needs a new start. He needs a new start. He's a talented player, man. He's a good. He was good. Maybe he get that good back, but he wasn't good this year. But we've seen like some flashes from him. Like that one year was it two years ago? Twenty one, yeah. First year with Campbell. And, yeah, he, he had a he had a nice year in twenty one. Um, I don't know, man. I he's out the door. I, yeah. I don't see him coming back at all. He's a guy I'm gonna cheer for though, for sure. Wherever he goes, as long as he's not in the north, he's a guy I like a lot and respect a lot. So. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna be cheering for Imani. Came on the pod too one time, so he's a, guy a lot. he's a guy I respect a lot. So it just didn't work out here at the end, and I think it's good for both sides to probably move on. I think I already know Malcolm's answer. Clear the whole room. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, you know the thing is with the money warrior. Um, I, I think a team to look out for that's gonna uh, that could bounce him back with Seattle. That's possible because he because he he, he fits that role. They, they like the big corners. That could play press and he could play the draw back in the zone. I think he could do that. So I think he could revive his career there. But yeah, he's a guy that you, that you need to let him walk. Um, I actually did a, a, a poll on my Twitter the other day of the biggest disappointment. Who I thought, you know, who who did everybody think was the biggest disappointment of the year? I think it's and him. He won, he won by far. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he won by far, and I get it because he had a lot of expectation coming into this year. You know, he had six interceptions last year. So we looking at him. Yeah, me personally, I thought he was CB1 coming into this year. Yeah, you know, thought he was going to be CB1, but he just regressed so much. And I don't know what was a factor to it. Was it RB Pleasant? Maybe RB Pleasant was the reason why he got fired because he, these guys are regressing. Um, but he just took a huge step back. So, yeah, there's, there's like Pierre said, there's not a scenario where Amani's back. He's in a fresh start. Seattle. Seattle, call him. Call him now. I like that fit from him. I like that. I, I, I like the opportunity. Is known to coach DBs. That's what he was. Uh, that's like what he is. Yeah, yeah. So that's a great spot for him. All right. Last person in the secondary. And this is an interesting decision. Deshaun Elliott, safety. Start off with you, Pierre. What's your thoughts? I think they want to bring him back, but I think he's going to look to start elsewhere. Obviously, Tracy Walker's coming back, and Kirby Joseph is here. Um, I think he's going to try to get starter money, but if he doesn't find that, I assume coming back on a one-year deal. He's not going to start with those two guys being healthy. Obviously, Trace coming off torn Achilles, but it looks like he's ahead of schedule. It looks like he'll be ready for week one. But I just don't see the – I don't see uh, – what do you call it? Deshaun Elliott saying, yeah, I'll come back and be safe. I think that he wants to start. He's a starter in this league, and he proved it this year, and he was pretty good too. So after his benching, he woke up. He had some really nice plays. Could, the guy could hit. He's he's a fun player, man. You saw when he missed that one game versus Carolina, the run defense. I mean, that had a big thing to do because he was not out there. Yeah, not all of it, but he was. You know, he he was a he was a good player for us, and I think he's out honestly. But if they could bring him back one year deal, I think they'll try. Yeah, he was a good player for this football team, and you mentioned it with Kirby. He was a really good fit with Kirby Joseph when Tracy went down. Um, they worked with each other really well, and. 
it's going to be interesting to see how Kirby and Tracy worked out together because we haven't seen that yet because Kirby was a young player and Tracy gone down really early. He got uh, injured week three in that Minnesota game, ruptures Achilles, missed the rest of the year, right? So they obviously invested into Kirby. They invested money into Tracy. So that's going to be their starters next year. If you can bring back Elliott, that would be great because he was good for this football team. And I would love to bring him back. And maybe it could be one of those late signings if he doesn't get picked up right away. Maybe we're approaching May. You know, he's still out there. They call each other and say, hey, want to bring him back one more year? Maybe you could get that payday next year. Just run it back one more year with us. Maybe that could happen. But um, I, I kind of agree with Pierre. I feel like he's going to get another opportunity somewhere else to to get more valuable snaps just because we've already invested into Kirby Joseph and Tracy Walker. But good football player. I would love to bring him back. I just don't see it happening. What about you, Malcolm? Yeah, man. Um, I, I The only reason why I don't see him taking like a prove-it-year deal one more year is because this year, he has a lot of stuff on tape right now. Now, you're talking about, oh, to come back one more year next year, he may not play that much. I mean, you're looking at your starters being Kirby Joseph and um, Tracy Walker. I mean, the only time you're really going to have a lot of playing time or a lot of snaps if an injury happens. So now he's counting on an injury to to see the field. So I, I just don't – I don't know. And then, like, me looking at the situation – I mean, I, I love Tracy Walker, but is the Tracy is Tracy Walker better than Deshaun Elliott? I think he has upside, and they already invest into him, so they have to play him like anyways. And so they see that goal with him. I, I think the thing with Tracy that we haven't got to see yet out of him is really play with this staff of guys, and he's a vocal leader for that defense. So I, I think Tracy's more valuable for this team than than Elliott. Yeah, the thing with Tracy is obviously with torn Achilles, you lose some you lose some of your speed and stuff. But, I mean, he's posted videos and stuff. It looks like he's on track and ahead of um, recovery, but you just can't really tell until you actually see him out there playing and practicing. It's different rehabbing versus running running full speed in a game and tackling someone and all that. For sure. Uh, so we'll see. And jumping, obviously, too, because it hurts your, your athleticism. Um, I don't know. I, I, think, I think Tracy is a better player when healthy than Sean Elliott. I really do. But... We have to see how Tracy looks. Maybe the Lions could actually be cautious. They could maybe give they they could pay Elliott a little more, just because we don't really know what's going on with you. Obviously, like he's posted those videos running and stuff, but you don't you don't really know truly know until he's out there. That's that's true, man. Yeah, the thing with Deshaun Elliott, you kind of know what you can get. You saw what he's able to do last year. Yeah, you saw how much he impacted running game, um, and then you don't have to worry about the backfield because you have Kirby Joseph back there. So now you put. Tracy Walker back in, you know, you're not moving Kirby Joseph inside because you see his playmaking skills is not of uh, playing the deep ball and, and, and making plays out there. So you're not going to switch him. So you're going to put Tracy Walker back inside. And is Tracy Walker going to make those same type of plays as the, that the Charlotte made in the running game? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a tough decision, too, because Elliot is going to look from that perspective, too. It's like, okay, why would I come back to Detroit if you guys got Walker back and you got Kirby there? So it works both ways. I think if the Lions could get a deal done with them, they would love to, but. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking from his perspective as well as like, why would I come back when they already invest into Tracy Walker? That's true. But I mean, I will say this though: Detroit is a free agent destination where like guys want to come here. Um, not necessarily just like star players. Like if you get good role players, like a good safety three or safety four or whatever, to potentially place replace Chanel, you draft someone. Because right now, even if Atumelafanu. We do not know what we have in that kid. No. We just haven't seen we haven't seen much from him, and I don't think you could go into next year at him as your safety three. 
I think that's a risk, honestly. It's fair. Um, maybe you draft someone, you sign like a decent veteran or something. I don't know. But I just, I don't know. That That's not going to happen. <laughs> I didn't even hear what you said. What did you say? Oh, Mubakuda. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. We've talked about it before, but... I don't think Okuda wants to play safety. I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, Jeffrey. Oh, Jeffrey. All right. Let's get through. We got four more players. Let's get through these fast. We've already a little over, so uh, let's make these fast. Linebacker Chris Board. Bring him back or not, Pierre. Yeah, your name. Yes, really good on special teams. Malcolm. And could, like, play linebacker in a pinch if you need it. I like what they would do on special teams and, and, and some coverage packages. Um, and, and, yeah, I like them. Yeah, bring them in. I'm with you. He's going to be cheap. He's going to be cheap. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Kind of like that Jalen Rees-Maven role. That he kind of filled that role nice for this team last year. Played some good defensive snaps. Good special teams player. I would absolutely bring him back. All right. Edge rusher Austin Bryant. I'm out. No. No, I think it's time to move on. It's, the position's filled, too. We have a lot of guys there. You got Hudgens and you got Houston, Pascal. We want to bring back Kaminsky. That's going to happen. You got Romeo under contract right now. We have Julian under contract right now. Yeah. Just don't think there's really much of a spot for Austin Bryant. So I am out. Malcolm. Yeah, no. Um, he's an odd man out. He saw his role get demolished probably, you know, pretty much at the end of the, like towards the middle of the season. He didn't get any playing time because it was just the, the room is too filled and. He just stalled man out, unfortunately, man. We've seen what he's able to do. Well, how, many, how many years has it been? What, four years? Five years? Four years. He's been, four years? Yeah, we've seen what he could do. And, yeah, time to go test the market, big guy. Well, if we go by this, if we if the lines follow our path to free agency, that would mean the whole 2019 draft class is officially gone. No Hawkinson, no Tavai, no Will Harris, no Austin Bryant, no Amani, no Fulgham, Ty Johnson, Isaac Nada. It would be officially God. Like it never, like it never happened. Like it should have been. Like that shit should have never happened. Yeah. So that's what. That's should... plan. Boop, 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 boop. All right. Uh, two more. <laughs> Linebacker Josh Woods. I like him. I'd bring back Josh Woods again. You guys mentioned special teams. I think he's the heart and soul. Had the C patch last year. I like Josh Woods. Bring him back. Yeah, team captain. You bring him back. Good special teams player. Easy. Yes. Yeah, you bring him back. And I know a lot of people who probably just watch this, watch the games, probably don't won't really know who Josh Woods is um, because he doesn't play a lot of defensive. He doesn't play. I don't think he played any defensive snaps last year. Did he? He played any defensive snaps? Uh, not last, but two years ago he did. He was not bad. Two years ago he did. Yeah, I know he did two years ago. Not not last year, but you probably like why bring him back? No, he's a great special team guy, great locker room guy. Want to bring him back? It's gonna be cheap. No brainer. Bring him back, Josh Woods. Yep. Quarterback Nate Sudfeld. I, I don't need to see Nate Sudfeld back here next year. Um, if he wants to come back as a QB3, sure. Quarterback two, I think it's time to upgrade the backup position, whether it's via the draft or adding a veteran. Um, not QB2, but QB3, yes. Sure. If they want to bring him back on the practice squad, let him compete. Sure. I, I don't really yeah, need I mean, to see him. He knows the system. He knows, knows the system, he knows yeah. I feel the same way as like when we had Blau and Boyle. Like I, I don't need them back, but if they're back, they're back. But I don't need them. I don't want to yeah. miss QB two though. I don't want to miss QB two. Yeah, having two backups is just I think is unnecessary to me. I think one backup is good enough. Probably keep one in the practice squad. Um, but if he comes back, I don't care. I don't care either. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I, I don't care about Nate Upfield, man, because and I'm seeing a lot of people like. Like I'm seeing, and this is all over social media. A lot of people are making a big, like a really huge thing about, oh, we need to get this backup. Like I hear more people talking about backup corner, a backup quarterback 
more than talking about drafting or upgrading the damn quarterback position. Like, they're talking more about this backup quarterback position that may never see the field. Or like Dave Seffel did, just come in the fourth quarter and kneel the ball. Like, they, they, they put more emphasis on that than the quarterback room. And I, I get it. You know, your quarterback, if a quarterback gets hurt, it's important. Yada, yada, yada. But like I said, man, it's like most of the great teams, they don't care about, I mean, their backup corners are their backup corners. Uh, backup quarterback is their back, quarter, backup, their backup quarterbacks. I kind of disagree with that. The Eagles, they traded for Gardner Minshew. Um, the Cowboys were fine. When Dak Prescott went down, Cooper Rush played solid for them. Uh, which other team had, like, who was Cooper Rush, though? Like, That's how, the thing, though. Like, you just draft and develop, or you find a guy in undrafted and you roll with it. Like, I feel like it's time, though, to actually invest into a backup quarterback, whether it's via the draft or free agency. It's important, man. It really is. Especially in today's NFL. If you, if you want to go all the way, you need to have a solid backup place. Like, look at look at the Niners, for example. Right? Mm-hmm. Trey Lance goes down. Jimmy G's there. Jimmy G goes down. They draft Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's sitting in the wings. He takes over. And look what Brock Purdy's doing now. Know, right? Like, it's it, important. It, it, if they don't have Brock Purdy, they're fucked. I know, but Brock Purdy wasn't like a high pro- He's a seventh he, round. He was, he was the last I mean, pick in the draft. I know. They still invested into, they invested into three quarterbacks. They drafted Trey Lance. Uh, the following year, they they paid uh, Jimmy G again, and then they drafted Brock Purdy. It's just smart business to invest into quarterbacks because you never know what could happen. Absolutely, and that's why the black that's why the backup quarterback exists. But the thing is, how much do you how, how do you know Nate Sudfield is not as good as the Jaguars' backup quarterback or Chad Henney or these other backup quarterbacks or or, or uh, David or who, who's uh, the he's guy not, called the he's not good. Who the guy you call? Who the guy Chase called? Daniel. Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel. How do you know Nate Suffield is not equal to those guys? I think he's just as equal to those guys. That's fair. Who's, who's the backup quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars? I don't know who the Jacksonville Jaguars. Exactly. Quarterback exactly. exactly. But exactly. the Jags also, I don't like. I just feel like the Lions are going to do it this offseason. I mean, they've they tried. Could. They could, but like me personally, like I said, I don't care because I. I the thing is with me, I have a lot of. Faith and trust that JG's gonna be out there. Is okay, like, but God I, I, forbid. But if something were to happen, something's gonna happen. Fucked. Fucked. You were gonna be fucked regardless. I mean, no, I you're not. I just mentioned some teams that were fine when they lost their starting quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I mean, it could happen. Yeah, there's a situation where you, you could win some games. It could happen. Okay, but like I said, how good is Chad Henney? Well, Chad Henney hasn't started a game in eight years. I think he's been one game is, in the last eight years. Chad Henney also knows that system inside and out. Like he's been with Andy Reid, like on the, a lot of places, so he knows that system inside and out. Um, who's a backup quarterback for Joe Burrow? All I'm saying is that great teams don't really. I mean, as long as they could help the quarterback get ready and do all the other extra shit that the backup quarterback do, that they're good with those guys. That's what Nate Fitzgerald does. That's why me Brandon Allen. He he actually oof. Um, yeah. like I said, just the same quarterback as Nate Fitzgerald. Like I said, uh, I don't care if Nate Fitzgerald is back or not. But I personally don't care. They keep him cool. They want to roll, let him go, and get somebody else. Cool. They want to draft a guy. Cool. My expectation for our backup is that when we're winning big, I want him to come into those games in the fourth quarter with 20 seconds, 30 seconds left. I want him to kneel the ball. That's my expectation for our backup. That's what I would like to see from our backup. That's all I want to see from our backup. 
Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, uh, it doesn't really matter. I mean, if you want to break Sudfield, draft a guy. You're going to bring someone else in to compete with Nate Sudfield at the very least. You're going to have three quarterbacks in camp. If you want to have Sudfield cool. be one of them, you could have Sudfield be one of them. If you want to bring two I think new it's ones, smart to draft a guy, but draft a guy who's not just like like whatever. Draft a guy who potentially has some potential. Maybe he's not fully there yet, but draft a guy with some potential. I mean, that's, you know, that's what I like with the draft. You look, take a look, chance on a guy. Look at the Tennessee Titans, man. I'm not they talking did. about like that, I, I, bro. No, I'm saying that, that was a third round pick, though. That was smart. That was smart, but their starting quarterback got hurt. They had their their backup quarterback go in, and he was so terrible. They're bringing guy off the street just to play the goddamn game. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't ready to play, obviously. But I mean, I don't think they actually drafted him to this year to be the backup. They drafted him for the future as well. You don't just draft for now; you draft for the future as well. Future of what? When you draft, you don't draft for now. You draft for the future. All right, y'all. So, this, this is going a little overboard. We're an hour and eight minutes over the pod talking about a backup quarterback right now. Yeah. What are we doing here? Uh, I, I don't know. So why is Nate Sudfield the longest conversation we're having right now? I don't, because uh, this is the most important uh, Alliance fans. That's what I'm saying. This is stupid. Alliance fans. According to Alliance fans, this is the most important position. This is that stupid. Is we're talking, we're talking about Nate freaking Sudfield right now. That's what I'm, I'm, my point is this is this is their most important position that needs to be addressed in the offseason. We'll talk about it's it. This backup, it's this backup cornerback, this backup quarterback position. How, how about this? I don't if think it's the most important, but I think it should be addressed. How about this? How about this, guys? So it's such an important topic. Next episode, we're going to preview free agent quarterbacks. Let's do it. Shit. We'll do that next episode. We're going to talk about radio shit. <laughs> That is a wrap, guys. <laughs> I can't believe Nate Sudfeld ended up being the longest conversation we talked about out of all these free agents. That's that's everybody. That's that's, 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 that's hey, that's what they want. That's what they want. That's ridiculous. All right, guys. Hope you guys all enjoyed this episode of us talking about Lions free agents. We're gonna start previewing other teams' free agents and what can make sense for the Lions. We'll start off with the freaking quarterback because I guess that's all you guys care about, according to Malcolm. So we'll start off with the quarterback position next week. So look out for that. Leave a five-star review. I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, guys. Hope you all enjoyed the episode, and I'll see you guys next week. I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy, Malcolm, and I am out. Peace. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.